0: Hello, everyone. Ben Maynard here. I'm a product and agility specialist, and I have taken myself to Warsaw, Poland for the LES Conference 2022. It's been a few years since I was last at a Less conference, and this one has rekindled my love for them. So much so that I wanted to take a few minutes, well, specifically 10 minutes, with some of the people whose talks that I saw or that I missed to get them to sum up their talking 10. So without any further ado, let's begin this episode.
1: I'm here with Artem Bigovets, a ca- a, not Canada, a certified less coach, no less, and a certified less practitioner. And we're at the less conference 2022, Artem grabbed me, wanting to record something for the podcast because you had a. So, whether it's an emergent topic or topics been on your mind around case studies and I suppose less adoptions, but maybe kind of broader, kind of agile change efforts as well. Artem, would you mind introducing yourself? and also giving the listeners an idea of what it is you propose to be talk about.
2: Okay, so my name is Artem. I am from Kiev, Ukraine originally, and now we are in Warsaw. And I am with Les for the last seven years, helping companies to be more, more adaptive, become more adaptive. And what I want to share is about Story of this adoptions and expectations management. You should be very careful because quite often you are expecting that if at the beginning you sit with some senior stakeholders and they say like, "Oh yeah, we want to become more adaptive. Oh yeah, it sounds smart. We we really want to try change organizational structure and you know implement some practices, events, uh, change roles." and you start doing stuff and at the beginning sun is shining the sky is clean everyone is smiling maybe someone is struggling ask provocative questions but still you can see some progress uh, but quite often at least in my experience and I've what I've heard from people here around and in other communities um, the clouds come on the sky you know and everything is not so bright again and the uh, Status quo is carefully trying to bring everything back. Like, uh, okay, we've tried, but you know, this is business. This is reality. Why shouldn't we continue? Maybe some of the teams could work as it was before because the technical leads like want to be leads again, not just a developer in the team, and they have good ideas how to how to redesign applications. So some part of product will be given to that teams. And you're looking at all this stuff and thinking like, okay, so what do we really achieve in this period? Because, yeah, first seven months, maybe one year, I can see some dynamics, some changes. But after one, two years, a lot of people live in this company who have been a part of this adoption. And if to compare day one, and day 600, for example, it looks quite similar, and uh, this circle of sansara starts again and again. So. Periodically, I feel very disappointed because of it, and I believe that some kind of imposter syndrome inside push me to think that maybe I'm a loser, maybe the problem is in, inside me, you know, only me, and of course, some politicians from these organizations, but uh, I want to say to you guys and girls who are listening, be careful with your expectations, uh, try to be more focused on positive change and learnings that you get through this journey and organizations get through this journey. There are some really wise words. And first, for the record, I don't think that many
1: people are losers. It's, it's easy to feel like that when you see things going back to yeah. how they were, and it's difficult not to internalize a lot of that and I think one thing is that it's really important that people do the work on themselves you know when we put ourselves in these roles so that we make sure we're looking after ourselves and that we are having conversations about how we feel and our mental health and the, the effect itself, the emotional toil it has on us as humans I think it's too easy to just to push that to one side and if you look at the, like the professional coaching world if you look at becoming a, a therapist for example mm-hmm. a psychotherapist you have to go through therapy yourself before you become one yeah. because you need to be centered in who you are and the same as being a coach you should have a coach or a therapist as a, as a coach because you, you pick up a lot of baggage and it's difficult sometimes to, to to stay true to who you are even just figure out how you're changing as a consequence of what you're surrounded by so yeah I think it's important that people do that self work um, I don't know if you've worked in like big organizations I've worked at uh, big, big banks tens of thousands of people yeah. If it was uh, JP Morgan, Royal Bank of Scotland, or now and that Westerns are called, and Deutsche Bank, in every organization, periodically, there was huge waves of people trying to change something. Yep. Somebody at the top changed and they came in, and very rarely in my early career was any, ever anything to do with Agile. <laughs> it was just everything else. And I think that the, one of the, the rolling ocean of change in, large, in, in organizations is just going to continue. Yeah. And sometimes one of those big waves is a, an agile wave and we're involved and then it's back to how it was before. But you, the change always happens. Yeah. And it's interesting how I think sometimes when we go in, we want it to be changed for good. Yeah. But I think honestly, a lot of those times it will never be changed yeah. for good because the prevailing system that people are operating within is so
2: juxtaposed to what we're trying to achieve in Agile. Yeah, quite often in these big organizations, the system was designed to be uh, sustainable in years. So if you would exchange like half of the people, it should continue working normally as it was designed before. And it's one of the reasons why this changed not often sticks as well as we wanted to. And based on what you said, with one company I was working, they have three big products, quite successful. One of them is Clean My Mug, And uh, when I started working with them, uh, one of the architects said to me, I see, what I can see, that you are professional and you're really eager to help us to become a better company, to deliver better products, but keep calm. You're not the first one. I'm working here for more than 10 years. You are at least... Third or fourth agile coach who comes to our company and trying to help us with another transformation. Believe me, after one year, we can sit with you in the pub, smiling, shaking hands, and be almost friends. But the company will decide to put it in pause and switch to another bright idea like design, thinking, design sprints or stuff like that, OKRs, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was so much surprised that the person who should be a change leader in this company and drive, you know, lead the people towards a better future, he's already, like, fully agree with the status quo and with these rules of game inside the company. And he's just saying, okay, let's just do what we should do. We're professionals. They've asked us to be here. Let's do it. But do not put some expectations because everything will be as it was before.
1: (laughs) It's kind of a, it's difficult to stay motivated, isn't it? At yeah. times when you're hearing those things.
2: Yeah. Oh, he was t- telling this privately, you know, and yeah. very silently, not not to provoke too many yeah. people around, but it was between two of us. And what I want to recommend to people, maybe, you know, um, vi- I will recommend you to visit conference like this, to visit more meetups, to speak with people. As you said, like, we as a coach contain a lot inside our, uh, us and we need to do something with that Uh, to speak with uh, similar people with similar challenges and learnings and insights could help you to realize at least that you are not alone (laughs) and you are not a lone loser in this world there are a huge community of losers like you Uh, (laughs) and yeah, maybe you can learn together something and figure out how to you know make these adoptions more sustainable at least in very critical parts like uh, amount of backlogs for example yeah or component teams uh, to, to do them more more cross functional more feature teams like with for example feature teams adoption map which is a good tool so don't try to fight alone with this dragon find uh, some friends colleagues cross over the world and it will be much uh, more funny journey and positive experience for you the sage advice I think uh,
1: yes advice that I need to take on board as well I think it's, it's a lonely world out there sometimes especially because we're coming out of the pandemic and there's so much other shit going on in the world right which is just doesn't make anybody happy I think the Like forming those social connections in in our community is important. And I think it's also important in change efforts is what can we do to get people talking. One of the interesting things I observed recently was organization X wants to change and the change that they say they would like is that they want to be able to work better together and collaborate more. But then what you can notice is that the individual areas of the organization, there's no relationships between them. There's no, there's no trust. We don't know each other. So one of the things I recommended was saying, well, why don't you just, let's just spend three months just getting to know each other? Don't worry about changing anything. Mm-hmm. Like, do, 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 just not say that we're going to go on this journey or we're going to be doing this or doing that. How about we just do something that's so technically called mystery coffee where people just randomly matched every mm-hmm. week and they just meet up virtually or physically for a coffee. And let's just get people knowing each other a bit mm-hmm. more. And sharing ideas and just talking about the problems they're facing. And you'll, you'll probably start to see stuff beginning to change anyway. And then when it does come to saying, well, now we're going to hold a, a workshop or introduce this new technique where we want you to work together with these people. But, oh, well, I had a coffee with Artem, I know him. And, and if Artem knows that person over there, that person must be quite sound because Artem's a brilliant, brilliant bloke. And it goes on from there. So I think there is a, there's a rush sometimes to make the change and to make these massive structural changes when actually... I wonder if some of it is just building the connections, first yeah. of all. And then when the change starts to happen, you know, almost if we can just step out of the way, and then you get people saying to you, oh, we've just done this, or we've just done that. And you're like, wow, well, okay, I'm, I didn't do it. But then, then how would you feel? Yeah. Do you feel proud because you've taught them and en- engaged them enough so that they just go off and do it? Or do you feel wounded because they didn't ask you for help? <laughs> you know, that, that's one of my issues is that I'm a, I love to help people but if you look at something called the Cartman drama triangle, I'm a bit of a rescuer. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And
1: I want to rescue people.
2: I know the feeling, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's quite quite often in this uh, trap because I, I do like, to, you know, to meet these people in years and they will say, oh, I do remember you, you've helped us a lot and you feel proud of, of your delivery of the outcome of this partnership. Yeah, there's a funny moment and somebody told during the talk yesterday, I believe, or the day before, maybe it was Buzz, that quite often uh, people are not communicating between departments, teams, whatever, before some external consultants come to the company and during our like initial assessment and observation phase we can find some brilliant ideas from different people and bring them together and say like, ah, oh, you can work together and they're like, oh, who is this guy? <laughs> I've never met him before, but they were working there for 10 years together. So, yeah, what we're trying to do with our clients, and I've been recently working with one brilliant company from Ireland, um, we're trying to organize some uh, eat and learn, you know, together activities, very informal so they can share what they've learned and what are challenges do they have and it's just an open space format uh, and of course sometimes you need to to bring some motivation like pizza or drinks to, to, to bring them together. But it, it's, it's something, it's something that will stay with them, even if they will decide, I don't know, to change some part of the structure back or they will hire more managers again to manage the projects in product organizations for some, another period. But at least these strong connections can provoke, uh, I don't know, some self-managed, uh, structural elements that, that will provoke uh, an immersion of new ideas and, and, and new connections and, and future of this company so it will stay live Brilliant
1: Awesome, we'll end it there Thank you so much for hunting me down and arranging this time, it's been a brilliant conversation Is there anything that you would like to share or say before we end our chat?
2: Ah, uh, good question. There's a pause, so you can cut it later. Uh, <laughs> There'll
0: be
1: no edit on this, my friend. It's just gonna go out. Bit, it's, it's real,
2: so okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm really want to say thank you for this opportunity to speak because recently, because of the war in my country, I was uh, quite. Uh, how to say better? I have a lack of opportunity to speak normally with people, especially on professional uh, topics. Uh, so this conference for me is like moment to gain some energy back and uh, go back to home to continue working as normally as possible now. So I want to say to all people that uh, mm, that moment in which you are living now uh, is very valuable and don't under-evaluate it. Because you'll never know what will be next week, next year. And the pace of living in my country is so high now. So I, I'm trying to live every single day like last one. Of course, thinking towards future, but to get must out of it. So thank you for this opportunity. I hope to see you next year or maybe even earlier on beautiful events or online, doesn't matter. And let's make uh, more beautiful product companies and teams so people can get, uh, you know, happiness and uh, be proud of what they're doing and with whom they're working and the ways how they're working. Thank you. Good luck. Beautiful. Our
1: thoughts are with you and all the people of Ukraine. This utterly ridiculous situation which has been heaved upon you so yeah thoughts and and love are with you all so thank you, thank you very much
0: yeah. thank you so much for listening it means a huge amount to myself and to my guests that you're taking time out of your day to tune your ears into what they have to say don't forget to subscribe to the less matters podcast on the platform of your choice so you don't miss out on any of the awesome people we've got coming up and also some of the brilliant little excerpts from the last conference this year so again thank you for listening and i look forward to having you hear my voice again soon thank you very much